My name's Tracy Smith. I was born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. In 1998, I attended the South by Southwest Film Festival in Austin, Texas. And at a promotional side event at a local coffee house, I saw a showcase featuring some of the most talented performance poets in the country. Afterwards, I returned home and founded the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. Now, almost 25 years later, for the sake of history, for the sake of nostalgia, and for some of the incredibly talented people we've lost along the way, I give you, dear listener, the Keizu Poetry Slamcast. This is Slam Poem. Later, like, the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning. My ears reach in the suburban noise of night. There's a question asked in one naked moment that never crossed into the I am the Smith. I am the poet. I am the Industrial Revolution. No longer bright as fireflies. No the sweet nature of the future and the reasons that we sing. This episode is part two of our show from March of 2000. It begins with the second half of the feature set, followed by the slam. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the superhero poem. Uh, oh, fuck, what do I want to say about this fucking poem? It's a good fucking poem. Almost a decade before comic book movies took over the box office, Team Dallas wrote this poem. It, it tapped into our childhoods. It, it talked about inclusion. It's as relevant now as it was then. I did a Google search, and I could not find a video or recording of the original uh, Team Dallas doing it. So uh, if anybody out there knows of one, post a link on the page. I'm just glad we got a version of it here because everybody in the world deserves to hear this fucking poem. You are where you come from, so know who you are. My southern heritage lies in the smell of June. It's my mamaw. She was half Choctaw, half snuff, half crazed by the spirit of the wind, giving her a sense she called the touch. She could see things, catch a firefly with a tongue. She'd rub the swollen fluorescence of their bellies to my forehead, a good vision on my birthday, and she always told me I would grow to be a man that knew life by the way it felt. That when I walked in the wandering reflection of dreams, I should stand strong and tall as Papaw because he was a man who life by the way it felt and his heart was in my eyes, his soul within my breath. My southern heritage lies in their simplicity, poverty, and faith. Baseball games on an old AM radio and the closeness of a family sharing Sunday supper. My southern heritage was Sunday. Baptist revivals, deacons passing the altar plate and deep voices from the choir urging me to go tell it on the mountain because Jesus Christ is Lord. Now I love that old hymn. But I can't think about those fond memories of childhood anymore without seeing them through the pessimism of these eyes which are of a man. And I have to ask myself what kind of truth those old white southern Baptists found on those mountaintops. Why couldn't they hear the voices dangling from the branches of the elms, the dead that have been peeled away into the forgotten generation after generation wounds that have buried themselves under our skin, woven into our bones, all because they were silent. Practiced it, turning their heads. 
Their heritage lies in the shades of my skin, and it's twisted and scarred, worn by their words, colored Negro and nigger. So why don't we go find the truth on the mountaintop that says, my southern heritage came clothed in white sheets and allows a rebel flag to hang this very day over the capital of Mississippi. My southern heritage spans centuries of time where people are silent, practiced it, turning their heads. See, we are the threads of rope that pulled James Byrd to his death on the back roads of Jasper, Texas, less than 200 miles from where I live. Ignorance reigns. My southern heritage spans centuries of time. Where people are silent and practiced it, turning their heads, it boils under my skin when my eyes don't have heart, when my soul's not in my breast. See, if I'm to grow to be that man that knows life by the way it feels, then these lessons got to be mine to see the truth of and find the responsibility to teach to my little girl. Because I don't want a southern heritage to lie in the shades of her skin. She's half Thai, half Irish, Choctaw, and snuff. She will speak in multicultural phrases combining Thai, Laotian, and Hick. Sabadi ka, y'all. And I'm going to catch fireflies with my tongue. Rub the swollen fluorescence of their bellies to her forehead. A good vision on her birthday. Well, she will travel amongst the dead and learn the lessons of their lives. Spill the dust of stars and planets. Exist in the deepest reaches of the mind. She will tell the truth on that mountaintop. That she will not succumb to the wounds of a bone. She will not be silent. And she will not be practiced. At turning her head. Sometimes, after a few drinks, yeah, he bought them for me. And we're sitting on my green leather couch. It's easier to give in than to say no. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Then go home, get back to work, and let life live on. And my honesty is not the reality. It is but a moment that I hold on to. Holding on to blue skies forming into fishtails of Pisces swimming. And isn't it time for the chit-chat phase, the touching phase, the oh God, I'm so in love with you phase? Isn't it time to get bored and do it all over again with somebody else? For you, I'm hiding. If I were made to be heartless, I would have no use for my bitterness. And right now it's all about catchphrases and a clock, political correctness to combat our thoughts. With euphemisms, we lie every step of the way to isolate, to condemn, and to judge. Garnishing life with embellishments and minimalization so as not to discuss the real deal, life and death. We worry about the in-between dramatic scenes following me everywhere as if I am a lifetime movie possessed by reruns, history repeating itself. My life is strung together by mortal, venial, and the seven deadly sins, but I'm safe from hell because I don't eat pork and I don't have sex with uncircumcised men. But it is on. We are rushing towards our death silently, sitting in corners silently, masturbating our minds silently. But praying, praying more, praying less, but quietly. Mixing up, tossing up the vomit of our youth to strangers as we walk by. Biting intensity, content with the sweet maggots, eating the trust of God's own chosen. Dispelling my roots of passivity. Yielding to stopping the spirits of voices left behind me. Coming back to rebuild and destroy the declaration of my breath. Then get back. Because love is as permanent as my death. And let my passion wait my life because I have words on my stomach that I cannot share with my lips, whereas voices were heard that were silent. 
So I'm rushing towards death, loudly, clanging my lungs, riding each experience as if it were my last orgasm, tempting fate with my stripped tease and shouting words from the book of the ethics of the fathers. I know where it is I come from. I know where it is I'm going, and I know who's going to judge me when I get there. Because reality is not the moment. It is not what is seen or what is heard, but reality is the day after. It is what is remembered. Reality is not how you or I were created, but reality is how we are all finished. Since this is our uh, last show before we go home for a couple of weeks before we head out west, uh, we thought we'd kind of do something at the end here and do a couple of group pieces that the Dallas team's done before, if, if y'all don't mind. Okay, cool. Thank y'all very And y'all are a phenomenal audience, man. I hope uh, more people get to come experience how cool y'all are, because this has been a lot of fun for us. Thank you. Um, this poem is for the men and women in prison. I have loved you into me. The python that strangles in the night from, from 500, 500 miles, miles away. away. Souls that meet in dreams. To communicate in heaven, still recognizing the familiar sense of truth. A lie of the heaven that betrays me. Protects you. This lie of the heaven that betrays me. Your fatuity. One beat God down bless the child, you have got your own. God is only polishing you like I polish my menorah. My candles burn for eight days. And my candle will burn for you for longer. No, wait for your masters to set you free. When you were buried alive upside down in a pillow of cockroaches. In distributed air flaw Like water being seared In between my legs Skin Another dismembered lifetime A prehistoric frame of reference That once sunken beauty Tickled and kissed by my fingertips These are the hands that burn In the millenniums of the past Where my human evolution evolves In a musty gel cell Where men learn the tricks Of the animals well Throwing piss and stale cum In a guard's face Come you once said I was too respectable to swallow Come I once said Would hope to create another life now distraught, dislocated from my womb, a slow drip on damp concrete careened in the corner. Where the rats even weep. Sit there and count your fingers. Nothing left to do. But focus. Keep riding with your hands. Hands that make it so difficult for another man's soft touch. Evolve. Evolve myself into a man these propaganda promises. And polish. Polish yourself like you once polished me clean. Let your imagination wander into freedom. When we were the mates of death. Visions and dreams. Promises, promises kept. Let your imagination wander into freedom. When, when my pinky pink. closes around yours in a hole through an open window and our confusion lulls us into believing that window is wide open and sacred, sacred as, as sacred as giving birth, as, as sacred. sacred as Isaac and Ishmael, let your imagination wander into freedom. And I will carve these words into you like my prison tattoos and trace our touch along the ankh of my chest and the voodoo of your stomach. Let your imagination wander into freedom. And I will scroll back the beauty of Sephardra, Sarah, and Hagar. Until you reminisce that you were sanctified, sanctified as Moses, conceived, conceived as Abraham, welcomed, welcomed back, back into the fortifying of our mother's foreign tongues. Let your imagination wander into freedom because with every mothered word that has been written. Because with every fathered blessing that has been taken, I, I hold the, the histories of, of your, your hands. hands. Your name is 08055-031. And I have loved you. My name is. 08055-031 And I have loved you Loved you Back, back into me, me.
All right, we're going <laughs> to thank y'all very much. Thank y'all. All right, we're going to do one more poem for you. And uh, Sean Shea, man, this poem is definitely for you. Uh, this is a team piece that Dallas did in 1998 in Austin. These people have never, I've covered it a couple times by myself on the road, but uh, they've never done it with me. So we're going to see no how much fun this is going to be. I will say this in, in all modesty, this, this is the only team piece in National Slam history finals to ever get a perfect score. So I'm not like, you know, okay, so I'm blowing my own horn. I, I wrote part of this. So uh, thank y'all very much. We've totally enjoyed y'all. We hope you've enjoyed us. And this poem is for Sean Shea and you. Look up in the sky. That's a bird. That's a plane. That's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about my black superhero, baby. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a superhero, a black, black superhero. superhero. My mom used to pin a big old beach towel around my neck. I'd put on my red cowboy boots in an instant. I was black and proud, black and beautiful, black, black. and strong. I was a black superhero, baby. baby. And I was so original. Swinging through your neighborhood like that fully tile inspired smarter man. No, 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 no. I was more like the black tarantula. Cruising the men's city streets in my black mobile while keeping the fuzz in check. check. Reciting Malcolm X speeches to the uninformed. Shit, I was bad. I was cool. I would shoot so power like out of my black power fist afro pick. And my theme music is the songs like I'm Black and I'm Proud by James, James Brown. Brown. Respect by Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. And Chocolate City by Parliament, Parliament Funkadelic. Look up in the sky. That's a bird. That's a plane. No, that is a bad Shut mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about my redneck superhero, baby. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a superhero, a redneck superhero. I'd don myself in black, expose my butt cracking. Walk with the swagger of Johnny Cash. Spew the verbiage of a Roscoe P. Train and possess a dynamic good look. So Willie Nelson. Nelson. I'd cruise the road back and roll to Mesquite, Texas in my private out 76 Ford. Faded rebel flag hanging from the wire hanger antenna and seek out the most perversive degenerates, thieves, muggers, and people who say they ain't even Christian. I'd paralyze them with the toxic juices I'd spit with the power of a red man chew. And after a long day's hard, I'd hunker down in my still reinforced double wide. Six pack of course in my theme song. Good friends, good whiskey, good loving. Yeah, man, I'd have been a redneck superhero. Look up in the sky. Is that a bird? That's a plane. No, 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 that is a bad mother... Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about my gay superhero, baby. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a superhero, a fashionable one. I'd put on my little sister's Wonder Woman underoo, spin her 1970s bugaloo wings to my back, take that fairy wand in hand, and then, well, bam. Ding a ding a ding. I was a gay superhero, baby. Oh, I was so original. Redecorating homes in a single bound girl, please. Martha Stewart ain't got nothing on. This bitch. Oh, I was flawless. I was fabulous. I would shoot queer power like sequence and gold lame out of my blow dryer. Cruising them all in my new Versace, keeping the boys in check. Hey now. And my theme music is the songs like Vogue by, by Madonna. Madonna. Express Yourself by, by Madonna. And Like a Virgin by Madonna. No longer would a man oppress my people. No longer would bad bleach jobs go unignored. Someone to save the day. Someone to take the pain away. Someone to kick your racist ass. For I was, I am, and shall continue to be a black, gay, redneck, superhero, baby. baby.
Give them a huge fucking round of applause, guys. God. Woo! All right. Goddamn. All right. You guys were fucking amazing. They have CDs here. They are $10 a piece. They are really, really amazing. They have chat books. They are $5 a piece. Buy them. Buy all of them. These people need to get home. Yeah, we do. That's right. They will be taking off tonight. And we are very, very thankful for having them because they were fucking amazing. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. We are going to keep this big bad bitch rolling. That's right. Some quick thanks. We have to thank Craftbrow for everything that they do for us. They give us a space. Every Tuesday night, we have a reading down here. They have been super generous. We have had a good fucking time. Tuesday night, every Tuesday. T today's Tuesday. Fucking sweet, man. All right, we got to thank Don for taking your money. We got to thank Jeff for plugging the numbers. We got to keep all our readers and all of our audience for keeping us all in poetry. Thanks a lot, guys. Give yourself a round of applause. Sean Shea's going to come up with some quick news, and then we're going to get right into the fucking slam. All right, just a quick announcement for people who go up to Grand Rapids for things. Every Sunday at Gold Coffee near Yesterdog in East Town, we got a really goddamn good reading going on up there. And I guess they're all from it and everything. And also, um, and also this Saturday at the Fountain Street Church, they're going to have a poetry slam at 7 till 9. And they advertise it as a family event, good for the kids and all everybody. And they're going to serve cocoa. So why don't we all go up there and really show them what a slam's about, folks? So if you make it up to Grand Rapids this Saturday, go on. And do you want me to announce the things and such? And also there's a poetry reading Friday. So you can do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend in Grand Rapids. And that's at the 10 Weston place. And there's also going to be an art gallery showing, including the woman who substitutes for Dawn and often takes your money, Miss Megan Costi, is going to be showing her artwork there as well. You'll like it. It's flowerific. Anyways, thank you very much, and on into the slam, I guess, right? Yeah. All right, let's get some slam happening. All right, I guess we're going to take like a two fucking minute break because everybody went outside to smoke. <laughs> Assholes! And that means we've got a slam. All right, all five of our judges are out there, right? We got one, two, three, four, and Charlie. All right. Judges. Judges, are you listening? Your job is to score the poem between a one and a ten. One being the worst possible awful piece of shit you have ever seen in your entire fucking life. Ten being the most beautiful, amazing, orgasmic experience in the history of poetry, or something close. Performers, your job is to perform a poem of three minutes of your own construction. No costumes, no props, no nakedness. As much as you might like to. 
It doesn't matter. They're going to get disqualified. Sit down. All right. Audience, your job is to influence the judges any way possible with bribery, heckling, throwing things, but not nakedness. Sorry, guys. To start this thing off, we have a sacrificial poet. That's the person who calibrates the, all, of the po all of our judges. Judges, your job is to be consistent. The way you judge the first poet is the way you judge all the poets. Not meaning that you give them all the same score. It means that you have basically the same idea with uh, each poet within those parameters. So, are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to bring our sacrificial poet up on stage. Come on up here, Carrie. There you were all of a sudden, like some half-remembered bad dream of showing up late for a final exam I hadn't studied for, so I've got the wrong answers, wrong ideas, wrong opinions, wrong image, wrong everything. But you're apparently oblivious to the red pen marks you left on my life, because now it's, hey, how you doing? Fine. Busy. What have you been up to? Work. School in Detroit. Oh, you're, on my, you're in my neck of the concrete woods a lot. Why don't you let me wine you and dine you? Oh, wouldn't work too busy. How's your law firm, your son? And I don't know why I was so starched and polite. Instead of letting you in on all of the living I have been up to. And the real reasons I don't have time to put myself to the pointlessness of seeing you again. Like, I got a new man, you see, going on a year now who gives the way I used to give to you, but leaves himself intact the way I didn't and takes nothing about me for granted, and at half his best, he's twice the partner you were and did I mention he rides a Harley? <laughs> he lets it rumble in third, because that's what makes my thighs sing. And we tear up the night in a growling prowl that would make the leather-lined sterility of your Volvo shudder. <laughs> but that's not quite right. That's not exactly what I want to say. How have I been? What have I been up to? <laughs> Let me really tell you. You know the words and the rhythms that burrow themselves in the core of me that you could never wrap your brain around and would make me itch when I spent too much time in your suburban cage? Well, I've been wallowing in them, reintroducing myself to the ink-stained woman I was meant to be, and I've got whole shelves of velvet iron women showing me the way. Piercy has been unteaching me to not speak, and I have begun all over again, torrents of first-person singular flowing from my loosened tongue. These hips you always said were too big? Huh. I've been paying homage to them with Clifton, letting their big, free, rolling ways make men spin like a top. 
I've been painting my toenails menstrual red and dancing tight tangos with Cisneros, flashing silver bangles and stiletto smiles, fiercely proud to be a loose woman. Beware, honey. Angelo has been lifting my chin and my eyes, reminding me to still and always rise phenomenally and where my secret lies. And sugar, it ain't where you think. So no, you cannot take me to dinner the next time that I'm in Detroit because as you can see, I am terribly busy. But it is not with work and it is not with school. I am busy finding the soul I set aside and I have no time for someone who helped me to bury it. My dance card is so full now that there is barely enough room for the verses I scribble madly in the margins. But baby, there is just one name on it and it is mine. Fuck yeah. All right, judges. What do you think? We got one. Two. Hold them up. Hold them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Up, up. One, two, three, four, and five. We've got a seven. An 8.2, only one decimal point. I'm sorry I didn't tell you that before. No, it'd be an 8.2. A 7, an 8, and a 9. All right. So I didn't... A 23.2 for Carrie. Okay. I didn't explain it before. Give, give her a big round of applause, guys. This is your big old fat chance to boo at the host. Okay. All right, all right. Judges, we encourage you to use one decimal point. It helps with ties. I'm sorry I didn't tell you, and I didn't introduce any of you either. All right, our first judge, I'll do this now, is Buck. Hold, the, hold it up. Buck says, I am delusion. I am delusion, but still am amazed at how scary people with a sense of reality seem to be. Okay. Sweet, man. Uh, Lindy and Steve, who are our judges right back there, they're the team judges, and it says they are students of Western School of Construction, engineer, Constructional Engineering, specialty in bulldozers. All right. Our third judge is Charlie. Everybody knows Charlie. Charlie's just a big fucking cosmic space monkey. Our fourth judge is Nona. Nona? Hold up your hand. All right. Nona is a big fan of Maya Angelou, and it says, I love the rhythms of life. Good, good, good. And the last judge is Ebony. Ebony? Where's Ebony? All right. It says, a loving single mother who believes that if a rock can leave an impression on a rock for life, so can you, one drop at a time. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, we're going to bring up our first slammer in the last poetry slam of the 19, or the, <laughs> the year 2000 qualifying season. <laughs> All right, and he will be Bill. Come on up here, Bill. 
Uh, this first one here is entitled Poets. As poets, we're like everyone else involved in getting our needs met, of saying the right thing, of getting an A-plus, of looking good, of having closure, whatever the hell that is, of getting the right kind of exposure in this new glitter afterlife most of us have settled for. As poets, we put on our artist's paint-covered smock, and being the truthful liars we are, we tell everyone about our lives and our experiences and how we felt and where we went, write artfully about how we went to the store, how we artfully met someone, fell in love. We are like stuttering children finger-painting on history and calling it art. At parties, we drink Merlot and stand on our artistic penises while chatting about how sensitive we are. Eventually, it just becomes part of this mechanical process of getting our tickets punched. When we really wanted was to give someone a ticket that can't get punched, to give one someone something to ponder when they're wandering to some fern bar and ordering some of those $7 Bombay gin martinis. When Christ, all he really came for was a cocktail weenies and to be seen doing lunch. To help him enjoy our tragic, happy stories, full of love and joy, yet somehow meaner than luck. Thank you. All right, judges, what did you think? I've got one, two. Two, three, four, five. We've got a 5.5. A 6.2. A 7, a 7, and a 7.2. Give the poet a round of applause, guys. Boo the fucking judges. Give Bill a big round of applause. There's a saying. The best poet always loses. A what? A 20.2 for Bill. Okay. Next up. We have Melanie. Melanie, come on up here. This is called The Bar. Drunk anorexic whores bleeding makeup from their desperate eyes. Sick puppied men seeking a quick fix of gasoline in the form of a grotesque misshapen peroxide bottle. Bitter bastards bashing bystanders because they aren't where they are in their shoes with their addictions and their cheap whores. Yuppie youngbloods lapping up liquor with well-spent dollars they didn't make for themselves and they don't even know how to spend properly. And me, pushing the benefits of drugs I don't even do to get my own money. All the while wanting you to fuck me with your eyes closed on top of a counter. <clears throat> But you can't, and you won't, because this hole in the ground makes oblivion a perfect wall to barricade the lower half of my body. Twisted asses assume position and fire the conflicting pickup lines at unwilling yet still well-prepared victims. And the occasional clan of bachelorette bitches enters and sneaks glances at all those who watch their flatulent, fat faces pumping in stereo. Lost minds litter the floor along with sparsely populated morals and little gold wedding bands. Fictitious aliases salivate over have and have nots, want and want nots. I don't need you, you need me. And all the while I sit at this bar remembering how once you sucked my fingers. Old naked headed males with thin large watches and hair in their ears whisper sweet promises of bachelor money to anyone who will listen. Come here, little girl. I got some candy. 
And someone's always there to eat it up like chicken. Like the bones had some honey-filled filling or something. Oh, you could televise their breakdown on TV, but let's just watch the big old game instead. Toss the good old boys in tapered three-piece suit pants a beer and watch them do their two high, high fives. Besides, they always strut like they have their own song. And they eat life like a dilapidated dog, chewing bar bones, hoping they don't get bar cavities and have to stop their daily intake of hip bar couture and bar babes. And the scantily clad anorexic whores adore the adoration and lurk late because they can. They peel themselves out from against the wall and push themselves towards closing time promises. And I work my ass off in this museless condemned hell remembering that once you bit me and it left a mark. All right, give her a big round of applause, guys. All right, judges. We got one, two, three, four. People in the corner are going to be slow tonight, boy. I can tell right now. All right, we've got a 7.5, a yeah, 6.2, an 8, a 9, and a 10. All right. Hell yeah. We'll drop the high score. We'll drop the low score. We'll take the three in the middle and come up with 24.5 for Melanie. All right. And next onto the stage, we have Brian. Come on up, Brian. I got roots of blood and dirt. Roots of mud so fertile it grows shackles. Two rivers, too polluted. Information too diluted. I can't see two feet beyond that expedition situation burning duration humanity city's soul. Hey, I need you. What can you give me? What's it all about anyway? So are you special? A new day, way, dream, or reality? What's your speciality? Nothing new. Go away. No room for beggars in this world. No room for diggers in this world. No room for winners in this world. For losers take space, dropping like flies from the light for which we race, hurled clocks and dreams and teams, hope everything is power, and black is white, and day is night, and the cask of casket retirement managed well into the middle of the pack. I write to please myself and only myself. Everybody knows I'm full of shit. The painting is what I see from images inside of me. No moment lives up to a dream. I leave to re my next dream. My feet drag from dilly-dally days because I was held too soft to lead. I'm half a man in ladyland, white and hated because of dirt and sand. My brothers cower to girl power. Every pendulum swing, someone loses an hour. But the past will last and there's no right to fight. We should climb the cross and let everyone bite because we're male and white and we're descendants of hate. And everybody knows my grandfather's fate. But where's the point? I can see all the angles as I stand on the point. The tip is diamond hard and diamond sharp. And I stand up in pain, token on a joint watching the sparkling illusions of doy, too afraid to move. Fuck you, new blue sky, why does this light burn? I'll burrow with the worm and be happy. Cool, buried with the. All right.
right, judges, what did you think? All right, we've got one, two, three, four, and we're going to make Sean sing again. All right, we've got a 6.4, a 6.5, a 7, a 7.7, and an 8.4. All right. You're the point of a round of applause, guys. All right, come on. Woo. A 21.2. All right. Next up, we've got Sharon. Come on up, Sharon. I saw you again today. Spiked hair, wild smile, shopping with your girl, staring at me when you thought she wasn't looking, and I couldn't help but think. Just put it away. Forget that askance glance right through me, the magnitude of the moment our eyes first locked in, all those one-word paragraphs. Forget our fingertips brushing hesitantly as the kitten purred, sleepy-eyed and content beneath our mutual touch in the eerie blue ambience of a surreal pre-morning sky. Forget even soft, almost unspoken spoken words slip gently between the two of us under music and through thick lulls of silence. Your girlfriend sitting next to you, your eyes so deep and velvet it hurt to look at them. Forget later, the three of us laughing, rolling around on the bed, you ripping off my black nylons with your teeth. Leather boots piled haphazardly in a corner, my buttercup nipples, that three-tongued kiss. Lust slopping on lust. Skin meeting skin meeting skin. She and I snuggling after under the sheets forget. And remember how she turned. First numb, then ballistic, now bitter and arrogant, disgusted with my presence and smirking at my expense, refusing even to herself that she liked it. And know that you love her, that I hold no feelings of ill will or anger, that though you once excited me, intrigued me, maybe even felt me, that I've grown strong on my own and that some things are just better left alone. Put it away, Jake. Just put it away. All right. All right, guys. All right, we got one, two, three. Well, I thought it was three. Four. Charlie's taking a long fucking time. Yeah, that's right. All right. We've got an 8.1, a 9.2, a 9.0, a 10, and a 10. <laughs> Woo! Hell yeah. We plug them numbers. 28.2? 28.2 for Sharon. All right. Next up, James, you going to come up here? All right, come on up, James. All right, this piece is called Raw Reality. 
And I really don't know what Sigmund Freud would think of this piece, but here it goes, raw reality. Sex is creation, devastation, masturbation, procreation, sweaty sheets that are saturated. Sex is meeting a friend at the bar, then moving from the front seat to the back seat of the car. Not seeing windows steaming, sex is wet dreaming, women screaming, who's the slave, who's the master? Who was best and was faster? One sex is called a stud, the other is a host. Which is sex, who will know? Sex is saying, ooh, you taste so sweet. Sex can last all day and all night with Marvin Gaye's greatest hits and a sidekick, very white. <laughs> sex is scary, sex is fun. Wait a minute, I'm not done. Sex is secret names and secret games. Sex is whips, creams, and chains. Sex is how many faces and how many places with different nationalities and races. Sex is anal, sex is oral, sex is up to you and your morals. Sex is making fantasies, having wishes on the table, move the dishes on the floor, on the wall, it's 2 a.m., booty call. <laughs> sex is incense, sex is candles, holding on to breastbed handles, sex is frantic, sex is stress, some get more, some get less. In the pool, in the stream, in your mind, in your dreams, sex is playing truth or dare, seeing you in your underwear. Sex is automatic, photographic. Sex is introspective, selective, and protective. Sex is a prince. Sex is a banana. Sex is saying you need him or you want her. Sex is receiving affection and having protection. Sex is the oldest profession that is paid. Sex is dying. Sex is AIDS. God damn, James, what you thinking about? <laughs> Woo! We got one, two, three, four, and five. We got an 8.0. How can you give an 8.0 to that? That's right. 8.6, 8.7, 9.8, and a 10. Woo! Damn, James. All right. What do we give it? A what? 27.1. A 27.1 for James. I don't think Freud would have minded. Not at all. All right. Next up on the list, we got Sam. Sam, come on up here. Recovering road rageaholic. I was, I've been doing really good for a while, but I had a little relapse earlier today, so I'm gonna read this one for you. Like, this one's about six months old. This was like when I was hanging out with this cat who'd like get so angry when he was driving other people, he would like scream gibberish at them. So the last line's in Scott speak. This one's called A Curse from the Queen of Road Rage. It seems to me that my need to get someplace quickly is quite obvious by the manner in which I'm driving, the insults I am screaming at you, and the greetings my index finger's neighbor extends to you on behalf of my broken horn. <laughs> Yet you continue to putter along contentedly at five miles below the posted speed limit in a no-passing zone, no less. Oblivious to the rest of the world, whistling along with your AM radio to a Statler Brothers hit. As you discussed last night's cribbage, bingo, mahjong, poker, whatever the fuck game with your husband, sister, wife, neighbor, as you cruise to the piggly wiggly in your station wagon. 
I hope you blow a tire. I hope you get pulled over for going too fucking slow. I hope your radio blows a few so you can't listen to Rush Limbaugh anymore. I hope someone breaks into your station wagon while you're at Bill Knapp's for the early bird special and steals your yappy little poodle Scotty Lasso Opso. I hope you lose your keys and can never find them. And furthermore, bliggy, 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 you Beasley bastard! Amen! All right, judges, what did you think? We got one. Two, three, four, five. We got a 7.3 out of Charlie. 8.6. We got a 9. We got a 10. All right. All right, Jeff. What do we got? 26.4 for Sam. Give her a round of applause, guys. All right. Next up, Mr. Dan Stevens. Come on up, Dan. It's all part of my rock and roll fantasy. I am Eric Guitar Strumming, Pat Benatar Quaking. Hit me with your best shot. I am Sister Christian Power Chords, chin 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 motoring. I am Screaming Solos, Twisted Sister, Four Chord Anarchy. We're not gonna take it. I am Air Guitar in the blink of an eye on stage in front of a sea of screaming fans. Spotlight falls and there I am. Guitar in hand, tight leather pants, thick matted hair. I am Jimi Hendrix tripping out and ripping licks. I am Night Ranger. I am Axel, baby, using my illusion, baby, living on the rhythm, baby. I am Fly. Box hero, I am the golden hand fender strat, two band madman, swinging my arm around the world and rocking out like, like, like Lyle Lovett. I am Eddie Van Halen on stage, wailing, hammering on. I got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I am Eric Guitar, the whacked out, drug crazed, suicidal superstar, going wild, smashing guitars, living and dying in dingy blues bars. I am Motley Crue, just a smoking in the boys' room. Assume the position, one arm out, caressing the neck, one arm in, cutting the chords. Imagine the sound, the piercing distortion, the electric hum, that instant of feedback. I am air guitar, cutting through the smoke of cigarettes, the stench of beer and bourbon, one long high note stretching, reaching up and up. And if your voice cracks, don't panic. Hit the whammy bar and watch it whine. I am air guitar, the siren wailing out of control. I am the ultimate rock and roll hairband pop stain. I am rat going round and around. I am Aerosmith. I am the five-man electric band. I am... Radar love. I am rock and roll, hard rock, pop rock, heavy metal. I am six, 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 the number of the beast, and I'm creeping death. I am hardcore, low down, greasy speed metal, but I am not Fred Bear. I am air guitar, like the edge, like Slash, hiding behind my long frizzy bangs. I am but one of Alice Cooper's illegitimate children. I am, ooh, Barracuda. I am Chuck Berry, sleight of hand, moving faster than most men masturbate, fingers bleeding, crawling, calling. I am air guitar, a bright white shooting star. I am air guitar. 
See, and now you don't have to pop that guitar rock CD you just got from the mail in. All right, judges. One, two, three, four, and Charlie's taking a long fucking time again. All right. We got a 9.6, a 9.7, a 10, a 10, and a 10. Twenty nine point seven. You get a twenty nine point seven. Radar love. All right, our last contestant in the first round will be Carrie. Come on up, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Toth? Carrie. Okay. What the fuck, man? We lose a contestant and you go to the bathroom? Fucking asshole! All right. Jesus Christ. All right. Julian. When he comes back from the bathroom, come on up here. Is he judge? That guy's a judge. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> wait till that motherfucker gets back up here. Hurry up! What are you doing in there? Faster! Sweet. Yeah, right in the middle of everything. Boo that guy! Fuck yeah, exactly. What's up? Okay, here we are. Um, this is in honor of our Texans who are here tonight. I'm not a Texan. I'm from Grand Rapids. I am a northerner. But um, this is a poem about something that actually exists, a, uh, a regional ghost of the South. It's called The Tall Boy. The Tall Boy, the tallest boy in Tennessee, uh, is a, uh, like I said, a regional ghost. Um, Supposedly died at a certain point and uh, lived an incredible life and spawned many, many offspring. Um, okay, so at any rate, the tall boy, uh, a real ghost of the South that I've adapted to my own poetry. Okay, which has my own political message and such and so forth. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. This is entitled The Tall Boy. He says, It has riz, it has riz. Thank ye God Almighty, it has riz again. 
and another sad song of the long boy, the tallest boy in Tennessee. It is about to begin. Happiest fool, Pan, Southern American Pan. He traveled often and far about the whole of the land. For many long, wild years, the stories grew large and widespread at home in the world, but not under any single roof for long. When he died outside in a roadside ditch in southern Georgia, one frosty southern winter, his ghost remained in the world of the forests and fields and riverbanks and lakesides and in prominent places on high mountains and seen in places of women. Fifty to sixty years, his spirit remained haunting the wide scene of his life, landscape wonderfully inhabited by treasured persons, itself was the object of this depth of love within his spirit that remained about the region. The tall boy enthusiastically entered the folklore and became a dream figure, a being powerfully imprinted psychically into the national psyche of the American South, cultural property of the widespread swollen lowest class. They would acknowledge him as their own, especially apart from the art of the Apart from the official culture, the physical blood and joyful spiritual essence divinely capable of deriving great happiness from the experience of the beauty of the natural world and of the human place within that sacred river of all source, he entered the deep common theater of their imagining minds and dreaming souls, and there he continues to live on in a more normal sense, even to this day, happiest fool, pan. 1.5. We got a three, a three, a four, and a six. All right. And if we were doing this normally, we would have time penalties and there would be a lot of them. A perfect 10. All right. Give me a big round of applause, guys. Come on. All right. We are going to take the top three. We reverse their order. They come up, and then we figure out who wins this big badass thing. The reverse order would then be. The reverse order would then be. No. The reverse order. Reverse and appearance. So Dan would be first. Dan, come on up here. Are we missing judges? I don't have all night here. What, you got a bladder infection or something? <laughs> I will not sing in this poem or even raise my voice. I will not dance or shake my hands. And I will not learn anything from this poem or teach anything. I will not use meter or rhyme or a single metaphor. I will not obsess over this poem, carrying it with me wherever I go, scratching out lines and changing them as they come to me. I will not doubt this poem or regret anything it stands for. I will not give this poem away or put it in a book to sell it to other poets. I will not reminisce in this poem or dream fondly of brighter Sunday mornings. And I will not excuse this poem by telling you in advance that I'm not sure I like it or dissect it later by discussing it over drinks. I will not second guess this poem or program it to elicit some prescribed response. I will not cry in this poem. I will not laugh or shout. 
I will not take shallow breaths and force out each line, and I will not practice this poem to prove I can do it justice. I will not lie in this poem or even stretch the truth out. I will not get drunk or overindulge this poem, all for fear it would lose its solvent strength. All I can really do in this poem is miss you. All right, judges. It's getting strange tonight, man. We got one, two. Charlie's plugging away at it. Three, four, and five. We've got an 8.5, an 8.7, an 8.8, an 8.9, and a 9.5. Give me a big round of applause, guys. All right, we haven't had this much. A 26.4 for Dan, give him a big round of applause. <laughs> haven't had this much strangeness in a long time. Okay, next up is James. James, come on up here. Anyway, this piece is called Ownership. Just because at one time we were changing one line and history tried to keep it locked and forgot behind, right now is our time. What are we doing with young minds? Well, I will tell you what I see and have seen and what I've heard and what is the word. We have been told by the masses that we are not worthy to be taught in our classes. We must learn about ourselves in order to teach ourselves so that we can live well, not in the misery of hell. We do not own the things we think we own because they're owned by the government and the establishment that so-called governs us for our so-called best interests. So when we walk down Crenshaw and Inglewood, it's not ours and neither is a hood. All those colors floating around the housing development, yes, it's a way to survive, but it's still ironic and irrelevant. To the bloods and crips who packed the clips, is it necessary to carjack summer? Families on their summer trips, our opinion, most of the time they never ask us. They just make us to muffle, to fit, and to mask us. If we don't get our act before the next century, they will just pass us. But if we're on the mainstream, walking across life's balancing beam, to most of us, is a way to goodbye. It's just a scheme, a living nightmare, not an American dream. They want you to walk like, talk like, act like, and if you work at McDonald's, you better turn your hat right. Isn't that right, Calvin? Please talk properly, play chess and Monopoly. Don't forget to ask a question, not ask a question, because an ax is a tool to use for chopping wood, and you're the only black here, and you're not in the hood. At the end of the night, turn off the light. Don't cut them off, because that is something an ax does. We have been taught by colonialism, capitalism, and racism, and it's three strikes you're out, and it's life in prison. Life and times are so bad, it makes me so mad. How many of us took a start after the Million Man March, and are some of us still standing by in that same place and time? All right, what'd you think of James, guys? All right, we've got one, two, three, four, and five, six point oh. Have fun getting home, Charlie. Eight point five, eight point six. 8.8 and a 9.5 for James. All right. All right. What do we got for James? A 25.9 for James. Give him a big round of applause, guys. All right. And our last poet for the night, Sharon, come on up here. 
All right. I've said this here a couple times before, but that's okay, because I still like it. All right. <clears throat> I'm sick of this drab, monotonous, mundane, strained existence full of schmucks and fucks and people looking to get laid, people talking about being true and following their hearts, people who have no idea what they want or who they really are, hiding behind their friends, people never knowing, never caring if the means justifies the ends, people lost, people mumble-grumbling along, kicking the yip-yipe-yipping of want at their heels, bound to be trapped by a thing they hold most dear, bound to forget a freedom found and diving headfirst into a cool, clear lake, splashing along, young and free, feeling the sand beneath their toes and forgetting what time it is, and I'm scared. Scared to end up stuck in a rut, toiling in traces for a bone I gnaw alone in the cold, dark winter that will be many's future. Scared to lose my soul, scared to pour it all out, only to have it spill out of the concrete street corner with its bells and whistles and tailpipes following people moving along to something more important, something that will fill them up only to suck them dry, leave them frail as rice paper once wet and dried, and as bitter as the Mexican farmer who lost his crop because Americans decided that drugs were bad. Leave them longing for the next quick fix band-aid, another random string of self-centered egotistical events with which they fill their sniveling, meaningless lives, and I'm tired. Tired of sitting alone at lunch and spending all my time with blank pieces of paper and co-workers. Tired of bullshit and head games and manipulation. Tired of seeing good people work themselves to death while fat cat assholes whose parents got their shit together ride down Easy Street want free. And I want to run to go and see and be a gypsy lady with food in her belly and a song in her heart, a free spirit with a drum between her legs and a velvet tangerine sunset melting slowly behind her waist-long locks. And I just might after I graduate. All right, what did you guys think? All right, we got one, two, three, four, and five. We've got a 9.0, a 9.5, a 9.5, a 10, and a 10. All right. All three of the people that were in our second round tonight have qualified for semifinals, which are next month. 29 point. A 29.0 for Sharon. So, third place, we've got a 25.9, we have James. James wins five big old fat dollars. All right, that's right, come on up. All right, and second place, well, at 26.4, we've got Dan Stevens. Come on up here. Tracy's got your gift certificate. All right. And with a 29 even, we've got Sharon. Come on up here, Sharon. All right, give everybody a big round of applause. Come on up here. Come on up. Oh, yeah. All right. It was one hell of a night. We got to thank Athena for giving us the, the, uh, the gift certificates. Thanks a lot. CDs, everybody, come on up and buy CDs. They're $10 a piece. Come on, 
a year now. I ain't had nothing. Twix, my nethers weren't run on batteries. Oh, God. I can't know that. I could stand to hear a little more. <laughs>